Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. And good day to you. This is Brad Zockel, and we once again continue in Questions About Heaven. And I want to read you something here as we go into Isaiah chapter 60. Isaiah chapter 60. Let's start off right away with this. and Let's get into the scripture here. And this is the promise to Israel. Israel will be restored. Israel, as we see in Revelation chapter 9, will come back and recognize Jesus as the long-awaited Messiah. And this is what God says in response. Isaiah chapter 60. We read about the, the new heavens and the new earth and the new kingdom in Isaiah 65 and 66 as well. But right here, I want you to, to hear this. Isaiah chapter 60. You shall know that I, Yahweh, am your Savior and your Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. Instead of bronze, I will bring gold. Instead of iron, I will bring silver. Instead of wood, bronze. Instead of stones, iron. I will also make your officers peace and your magistrates righteousness. Violence shall no longer be heard in your land, neither wasting nor destruction within your borders. You shall call your walls salvation and your gates praise. Now think about this when we talk. You look all through here and the promises coming to Israel who have come to Yahweh on his terms. And his terms is through his Messiah, his anointed one, and that's going to be the Lord Jesus Christ. It tells us earlier, the sons of those who afflicted you shall come bowing to you. Those ones who had persecuted Israel in a wonder all these years, in, in the, the background of the Romans and of the Egyptians and of the Assyrians and all the others who had persecuted Israel so many times, will, in the millennial kingdom, as we talk about, this is talking about Jerusalem on earth, coming to the Lord, seeing Yahweh's Son, His Messiah is coming, and that first kingdom will open up on earth, which will then expand in the end times into the entire eternal state. But right here, just listen to the beauty that's promised to those who will eventually be in God's presence, who have obeyed Him, and as the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9, eye has not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for those who loved him. So, whether it's the millennial kingdom or beyond the eternal state, in the presence of God we have these pre- these promises which first start to Israel and open up to all. Instead of bronze, I will bring gold. And it, it's just telling you that there will be so much more being given. Whereas we settle for this, which is fine, this, this then will be the best bronze into gold. Violence shall no longer be heard in your land, neither wasting or destruction within your borders. Think about that. All of those things that have beleaguered us all of our life, having to have alarm systems and guardianships and guard dogs and worrisomeness and extra thick windows and and protection and still, we, we just don't know if there's going to be violence or or trespassing against us. This is the way of man. It says, violence shall no longer be heard in your land. So not only will it not attack you, 
you can't even hear of it in the news or in the neighborhood or anything of any violence whatsoever. Boy, this is something else too. You shall call your walls salvation and your gates praise. Can you imagine that? It's just talking about the very the very setup, the architecture, the building of all of this will still be honoring the Lord in this. You'll call your walls salvation and your doors praise. Think about that. Whenever some people, I will go to their house as we have in our house, and there are verses on the wall or there are phrases of praise to the Lord. Think of it. The entire wall is one of salvation, not just a sign on the wall. The In, in entering and moving back and forth, we enter and move back and forth through the, the doorways with praise. God is doing this, and it says this, that you shall know. You will know what? You shall know that I, Yahweh, am your Savior and your Redeemer. Redeeming means one who buys it back. The Mighty One of Jacob. And I think about this. When we see all these things, we can indeed agree with what we see in 1 Corinthians 10.31. Whether therefore we eat or drink or whatever we do, we do all to the glory of God. And rightfully so, because he has done so much for us and just beyond what we can ask or think. And in here, we see this. When we see these wondrous works done, we know fully that the Lord is our Savior, our Redeemer. He is the Mighty One. Oh, I'm not the Mighty One. I don't save anybody. I don't redeem anybody. It all comes through the Lord. And you say, well, don't we serve? Yes, but His work is through us. We're allowed to be those channels of righteousness. And it tells you in here, how will Yahweh be with us? Well, the sun shall no longer be your light by day. Wait a minute. We see this in Revelation chapter 21. Well, we're seeing the initial prophecy here for the kingdoms in the presence of the Lord. The sun shall no longer be your light by day, nor for brightness shall the moon give light to you. But Yahweh will be to you an everlasting light, and your God your glory. Your sun shall no longer go down, nor shall your moon withdraw itself. For Yahweh will be your everlasting light, and the days of your mourning, meaning sorrow, shall be ended. And also, also your people shall all be righteous. Can you imagine that? Everybody around you, there's no deceit, there's no cheating, there's no backstabbing, there's no gossip, even in the best locations, a church, a Christian gathering, a Bible study, a Christian school, a Christian college. Still, even within those congregations, we see that you can't say everything is righteous and everybody is acting righteous. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, what is Paul? As soon as he starts a letter, he's got to address with the people that are, are, are at each other. There's a schism. Some people will pronounce it schism. There is a problem there, a breaking up. He starts the whole letter with this. Well, it won't be this way in the kingdoms to come. They shall inherit the land forever. The branch of my planting, says the Lord, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. Remember, <coughs> we had talked about this in 1 Corinthians 3. Paul plants, Apollos waters, but God gives the increase. In all that we do, we're planting seeds, and there are opportunities of watering of that. But who gets glorified? Well, it's God. He is the one who takes care of that. A little one shall become a thousand, and a small one a strong nation. I, the Lord, will hasten it in its time. We see this, Revelation chapter 21, verse 23. It says, there's no need of the sun or moon, 
the Lord, the glory of the Lord will illumine it. And we talked about that, Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 14, that the whole earth and the new earth of prophecy will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. That glory is manifest as light as well as knowledge, wisdom, peace, love. It's all there. And when we see this, we are also promised they shall inherit the land forever. Thinking it. Now, when we see all through the ages that Israel could not really inherit any land. Oh, they were given the tribes. We saw a lot of wandering. We saw irresponsibility. We saw loneliness. We saw slavery. Well, with all of this, we see obedience and love and reciprocal care and inheritance. Just as we have been promised that we will inherit all these things, Revelation chapter 1 and or 21 and verse 7, all of the things that we're going to inherit, Christian, we're going to inherit uh, eternal life. There will be no more death, verse 4. Uh, the, uh, the falling away from illness, First uh, Corinthians 15, verse 53 says there's no corruption. And then it also tells us in Revelation chapter 21 and verse 4, there is no more pain, no more sorrow. All of those things we inherit. And this inheritance comes on here promise that they will inherit the land forever. I, the Lord, will hasten it in its time. When he says this, it's just what we are told in Matthew chapter 24. We don't know when. Remember, earthly time is not the same as heavenly time, and heavenly time is not the same as earthly time. We are told in Revelation chapter 1 verses 1 and 3 that these things will come suddenly, and that's the hastening that's there. And I just wanted to bring that to you because we talk so much about the Isaiah prophecies, and I thought I'd give you just a bit of that, of the presence and the promise of being in God's presence with the faithful, whether the millennial kingdom or the eternal kingdom. The promises are for the believer, and they're good promises. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. This is Brad, and I do appreciate your prayers and your support. I just came back from our conference, the Heaven is Home Conference in Easton, Maryland. What a wonderful time. And Brother Ron Rosales had organized that and told me that on that Saturday night, March 18th of 2023, that when I was there, that was exactly to the year, uh, to the day, a year ago, that their dear relative, Josue, 21-year-old young man, succumbed after a three-month battle with COVID and went on to be with the Lord. And he was a shining example, even in his suffering. And they had me come in and talk about what is Josue, what are the others, uh, young and old, that are believers? What is heaven like? What are they doing right now? How do they talk with God? How does God talk with them and all that? We had a wonderful weekend. And every time that you give to our ministry, that helps me. It fills a tank of gas. Uh, It takes uh, care of a hotel room when I go there. There are many places where they're just not able for me to be able to uh, uh, come. They will ask me, I'll be asked this many times, what do you charge? I said, I don't charge. I I, I don't go there and have a speaker's fee. If you pass the hat, if you're able to help it. And there are some that I, uh, even this coming week, I'm working with a small church, and they've never been able to afford anything. Their pastor is, uh, is bivocational. Uh, they don't even give him a salary. And I want to reach those churches and reach out to those in, in any opportunity, but I never want it to be a problem where they would have to look at a fee. So anything you give, even $5, takes me down the road a little bit further as I putter around the region 
and uh, and get to the different churches. And anything that you give really helps. And so pray about that. And if you're not able to give, and I understand that, then I'm just asking for you to pray for us. I can tell that your prayers are very effective in, in our ministry. Just what wonderful things are happening here. So many more things I want to share with you, but uh, you get on with your day here today and just rejoice in that Isaiah chapter 60. We'll talk about some more Old Testament prophecies and the New Testament realizations as we go along. This is Brad here and the farmhouse thanking you for the chance to be able to talk with you. God bless you and Lord willing, we'll talk very soon. Thanks for joining us this week on Questions About Heaven with Brad Zockel of the Zulon International Bible Institute. Be sure to visit our website, zulon.org, to learn more about our Bible ministry. That's X-U-L-O-N.org. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks, God bless you, and have a great day.